You the victim or the plaintiff, proof bears burdens Now I just wait to see the faces that they make when the foreman reads the verdict Jam singing verses, verses I bodied every bar, nigga, someone get the hearses Draped in the best of fabrics, nigga, you can say it's curtains Can't understand my writings, you a tolerating curtain No child left behind, sag daddy next in line Flesh should attain it, yeah, I say it for the second time Reppin' time, R.I.P. J. Pesci Haircap, any move, can't all shit steppin' time No need to glorify but when you are a marksman, you tend to be a marked man. Silence has the spirit darkness. Yeah. It's all a game, man. No. It's all a game. Slide the hands. Uh. Know the rules. Uh. Check it. Uh. Check it. Yeah. Right. The illusion to your confusion Pick a card in this deck which I am holding That's compiled of all the words that these other guys have folded Reject of Texas Hold'em Couple of twos of seven What's the river going bring? Shorty hoping for a king Ironically my assistant is named Regina Who I'm about to saw in half But still she keeps her demeanor Creating the perfect woman Such a hell of a feat Keep half of her for the streets The other half of the sheets As long as I get a piece Booty old peace of mind Says she my favorite hind She love the way I weigh my wine Featured in the greatest show Tell your friends that they should go See the witch doctor I'm accepting every HMO Well these imitators Got a lot of little parlor tricks Smoking mirrors That's glass in parliaments The disappeared careers Is but a habit Yo, yo, yo You are now tapped in To the Hoop Nerd Podcast We're excited that you guys Are back with us today We're excited that you guys Took the time out to enjoy it today Enjoy the journey You know, we appreciate it we, we, We're excited um, Episode Episode two, man. You know, I never thought we uh we'll be here, right? You know, uh, episode one was a good one, man. Episode one was a real good episode. A lot of good feedback, man. This um, just just genuinely enjoyed the conversation that we had about you know trainers and what you know they identify with as some of their strengths and their weaknesses, and just just being able to be a part of it, man. Just being able to have that conversation. Being able to have, you know, a constructive conversation where, you know, no egos and anything of that nature. You know, people just, just vibe, man. You know, and that's what Hoop Nerds is about, man. We all we all love the game of basketball. We all enjoy the game of basketball. Um, that's just something that we like, you know, being a part of. We grew up in it. And uh, we decided to, you know, bring it together and put it together for you guys. So... Hoop Nerd Podcast. If you see, we got the Hoop Nerd. You know what I'm saying? We got my man, the mannequin, right here. You know, he is the official logo. Um, we Hoop Nerds, man. Um, hope you guys had a great week. Hope your week went well. Let's um, get ready to tap in, man. Let's get ready to tap in. So, episode two. Two episodes in. Yes. Right? Um, this one, this one is a good one, man. This one's about, you know, these, these basketball parents, Woo. you know, me, me being a coach, I'm, I'm dealing with them. I'm experiencing them on a daily basis. Um, just understanding where they're coming from, some of the things that they got going on and some of their, um, what I'll say is unrealistic expectations, right? Um, we're gonna to touch on a lot, a lot of topics, um, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of start early on, like when you when you first 
first touch the game of basketball, right? And you're that kid and, you know, you get excited for that first recreational game, whether it's the Y, whether it's uh, your local uh, community center, uh, even it's at the park, right? How, how were you as parents engaged during that time, right? You're telling your kids, have fun, be good teammates, um, listen to your coaches, be coachable, and all around, just just be a good person, right? Have a good time, right? So that, that first game, when we call it the early years, right? Your early years of playing the game of basketball, right? In these early years, it's a lot different, right? You're a lot different as a parent. We're a lot different as, as coaches. We're a lot different as spectators. Um, we're, just, we're just overall just a lot different, right? So... You know, during these early years of the game of basketball, we are primarily, right, focusing on our youth having fun. We want our child to have fun. We want our child to have a good time. We want our child to be coachable. Um, and, and all along, we just we just want our, want our child to just have a great experience, right? That's the ultimate goal at first is just provide a great experience for our child, right? Whether it's a playing experience, a coaching experience, um, we want to be overall be a good person, right? So during this time, you as a player is what we like to call in the basketball community. You as a player, you are trash at this moment, right? There's zero expectations of you at this moment, right? There's there's nothing, right? We're not looking at you as you are the next big thing, right? We're looking at you as learning the fundamentals of the game, developing as an athlete um, to potentially progress to be whatever you want to be or whatever you desire to be, right? At that time, you as a parent, you as a parent are extremely understanding. You're extremely uh, coachable. You're extremely resilient. You're ex you're excited to get the knowledge from that coach, and uh, you're just, you're learning, right? You're learning, right? So you as a parent, you're very receptive at that time. Um, you're very understanding at that time. And you're like, you know what, whatever my, whatever my kid needs from me, that's what he's going to get. He or she, right? He or she is going to, is going to get that from me, right? Now we, now we transition, okay? Now we, now we transition to, you know, you get to that, that second grade mark, right? And you're in the second grade. And during this time, you are uh, to a point where you're getting a little bit better, right? You're, you're, you're understanding the game. Um, you're, you're, not, you're not there by any means. But as a second grader, um, you can do a little bit more, right? So when you first start off in the early years, you're, you're constantly traveling with the basketball. You're double dribbling with the basketball. Um, you're just doing a lot of things that, you know, you're getting away with a lot of things that you will not continue to get away with, not continue to get away with when you transition to, you know, the adolescence, right? So, you know, your, your coaches during this time, um, necessarily a parent when you're in that early age. Um, 
aunties, uncles, brothers, volunteer coaches. Um, you don't really necessarily have the cream of the cop, cream of the crop. I'm sorry. Um, you just necessarily got a lot of those those guys that just like giving back, right? A lot of those those individuals that just want to say, you know what, I want to I want to do this for the betterment of you know the kids, and I I genuinely enjoy just giving back, right? That's that's your ultimate goal during this time. You're not trying to be the next big thing. You're not trying to be the next top coach. Like you're not. You're not even striving by any means to to be that, right? You're not striving. You're not trying to start your collegiate career over here in uh, elementary school basketball or even just, you know, not even elementary, just, uh, you know, your child's youth league. That's not something that you truly desire to be at this time, right? So then... You know, your, your kid's starting to learn the game more. He's getting excited about playing. He or she, I'm sorry. Um, he's getting excited about playing the game. And they want to learn a little bit more about the game. Okay? So this is this is where, you know, your child gets into the... <coughs> sorry. Your child gets into about, we'll say, second, third grade. Right? This is where I feel the game changes and, and things get, get mixed up, okay? During this, this time, and I don't know what genius, like, made this up, right? I, I truly don't know who decided to even make this a thing, right? During this time, we start ranking players. And and we got these these experts is what they try to call them. Try to call them experts, right? <laughs> these experts saying your child is the is the second best uh, second grader in the country. That's that's not even do country yet. Let's not even do country. Your child is the second best second grader in the region. How how do we know? Like how do we how do we genuinely know how how good this kid is gonna be? Like we don't know. We don't we don't know how good he's gonna be during this time. Like we we look at these second graders and they're like, oh, he's a pretty good second grader. That doesn't that doesn't mean he's gonna be the next LeBron James. Like that doesn't doesn't even correlate. Right? But then you as a parent take that and it's like, we here. We back. You know, but I got one. So during this time in second grade, you're getting a lot of these these trainers coming around telling you what you need to work on, what your kid needs to work on, and what you gotta do to go to the next level. What what's what's the next level from second grade? I thought it was third grade, right? Am I am I tripping? I thought 
you advance from second to third grade, right? No, you got parents living and dying now, saying, you know, this this coach doesn't know what he's doing, right? Mind you, your your kid's in second grade. The coach is probably still a volunteer coach, right? If you felt so strongly about uh, what the coach is doing and not doing, maybe you should have stepped up and coached. Like, that's it's not your opportunity and not your time to <coughs> try and demean this coach who is essentially taking the time out of his day to ensure that, you know, your 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 kid is getting the best thing he, thing he can get, the best coach he can get at this time, right? This coach isn't an All-American coach at this time. This coach isn't a NBA coach. You know, he, he probably played in high school. Who knows, right? But just during this time, the coaches essentially basic at knowing the game of basketball. Okay, his his strengths at this time is not teaching your kid dribble between the legs, crossover. His his thing is teaching you sportsmanship, uh, how to be a good teammate, uh, just the fundamentals of the game, right? So that's. That's primarily what his his role is and what his goal is during this time, right? He is not your kid's trainer. He's not your kid's skill development guy in the second grade, right? The the funny thing about it is I had a had a parent contact me, right? So my son was my son was one, right? He's five now. I had a parent contact me and say, "Hey, uh." Mr. Perry, you want to teach my, uh, he trained my, she trained my, my kid. I said, well, how old's your kid? My kid is two. I, I ain't training no two-year-old how to play the game of basketball. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and then her response was, well, you trained your own kid. I tell them all the time, I don't I don't train my kid. I don't at all. My kid at this time loved going to the Y to go shoot. That's all he wanted to do. I didn't force my kid to go to the Y and go shoot. I didn't say, hey, we're going here after school, you're getting a hundred jump shots. That's generally what he liked to do. Right? And then that parent got offended because I wouldn't train their kid. Right? And this kid is, is, is two years old. So as a parent, I, I took that from a parent's perspective and said, are you automatically trying to live vicariously through your kid? Are you generally trying to prepare your kid now to be a star-studded athlete? And they can't even read. Like how. How much sense. Does that make. 
right? My child is yet to develop motor skills. My child is yet to understand how to read, write, arithmetic. But I want to train a two-year-old how to dribble a basketball. That this just that just lost me, right? That was that just it was mind-boggling, right? Because it's like, look at as parents, what is what is your what's your ultimate goal? Is it to raise your child to be the best person they can be? Or are we skipping all that? We skipping epidemics and like my son will be the best basketball player ever. My daughter will be the best women's basketball player ever. It's not, it's not realistic, man. It's not real. It's not real at all. So yeah, man, we had to, had that conversation. You know, the, the lady got upset. It is what it is. But you know, this that's just what I'm saying. Like, you know, when does when do we transition from enjoying the game, enjoying our our children playing the game, appreciating all the individuals who help the early at the early times of teaching our kids to learn the game, to develop develop the game, us as parents being coachable, us as parents being able to um appreciate the coaches that are coming in our, our kids' lives. So now we start belittling and and talking down to the, the coaches. Right? It, it just it doesn't add up, right? It doesn't doesn't really make sense, especially to me, that we go from early on where we're engaged, where we're trained to tell our kids to be respectful, where we're trained to tell our kids, you know what, whatever the coaches say is right, you know, you got to fight through adversity. And then we transition to, I ain't got to listen to this coach, right? So now we now we transition to AAU. That's the AAU parents. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed. missed so we get to we get to middle school, right? And in middle school, it's probably your first your first opportunity or first. Um, Engagement with a coach that somewhat know what he's doing, he or she, right? They got some type of background, hopefully, whether it's you know they play um, high school basketball, um, some some kind of college collegially, right? So you get that onset of you you up your experience level when it comes to dealing with coaches, right? And this is when parenting dynamic shifts. What, what parents got to understand as coaches is no coach is ever out to get your child. Don't let that sink in. No coach is ever out to say, I'm not playing Johnny or I'm not playing Becky because I don't like them. Like, that's not even a thought in our minds. Like, 
we don't sit there and process and think, hey, I ain't gonna play Lil Johnny today. Cause I don't like his I don't like his mama. Or I don't like his attitude. It it has to be a reason why why they're not playing. Like it makes us look bad as coaches. If your child can play, and I got him on the bench, that doesn't make me look good as a coach. It actually, makes me makes me look pretty bad. Like, like my when you get to this level, and it, it even starts here at the middle school level, right? You it turns from volunteering to a job. Right. It's no longer I'm volunteering to coach a kid. Right. Usually the, the coaches at middle school are trying to find a way to get to the next level. Right. So I'm coaching in middle school. I'm trying to find a way to get to high school. Right. If I coach in high school, I want to find a way to be a head coach at high school. Head coach, I want to try to find a way to get to collegiate level. Right. So just as U.S. players are trying to elevate and, and and move on your career and expand your career, coaches are trying to do the same, right? So from so as parents, sometimes y'all y'all have this inkling in your mind that the coach doesn't like your kids. Whereas it was the complete opposite. If we ain't like your kid, your kid wouldn't be on the team. If if we ain't like your kid, we would have cut him. Right? We have to understand. Right? If your child is not on the floor, if your child is not producing or playing as much as you see fit, you as a parent, not not this kid. Because one thing about these kids, these, these these athletes, they know they know why they're not playing. Right? They know why they're not getting as much playing time as they think they should. Or they're not playing at all. They know why, right? Because us as coaches, we we communicate that. We express our expectations to them. We tell them the things they do right, the things they do wrong. We we engage with our student athletes, right? So if they're not touching the floor, they, it's something they're not doing right. right? It has nothing to do with us, okay? Also, we, we try to put the kids in positions to be successful, right? We never want to put your child in a position where it may cause embarrassment and may cause, you know, confusion, um, things of that nature, right? Um, so you as a parent can't, can't always take that as a personal attack that your kid's not playing. Maybe you need to have a conversation with your kid, a real conversation, and say, what are you not doing to get the playing time that you want? 
What are you not doing? Right? It's, it, it's not always the coach, the coach, the coach, the coach. You as a player need to understand and decipher the reasons you aren't getting the time that you feel like you should be getting. Right? You, you as a player. It's not always me as a coach. It's not always coach has an issue with what I have going on and what I'm doing. Uh, maybe it's your child's attitude. Maybe it's your child's timeliness. Maybe your maybe your child is just not engaged in practice. Right? Those are some of the questions that you as a parent need to ask. You don't need to automatically come on and just attack and demean the coaches before even sitting down having a conversation with like social media has has become the outlet for anybody to to talk and discuss issues with people they have problems with there's no more face to face interaction there's no more i'm going to go speak to you directly i'm going to call you it's no more of that is I'm going to call this person out on Facebook. I'm going to call this person out on Instagram, Twitter, any social media platform. And what you don't understand as parents, that puts your child further in the doghouse now. Just from a, as a coach, if you, you call me out and you demean me and insult me on social media, why am I going to play your kid now? Because to the outsiders looking in, now the only reason I, I, I played them because you disrespected me. And I know people like, well, you as a coach, you can't, you can't think that way. Why can't we? Like we have, we have families, we have friends, we have our credibility. Like those things that you as parents do, whether it's in the stands at games whether it's on social media, it's extremely not only it's not only disrespectful to us as coaches and as, as people, but you're disrespecting our family. So think about it as a parent. You you doing that isn't going to get your child in the game quicker. No. Not. That ain't gonna make me put your, your kid in faster. That's not gonna make me say, hey, we gotta put Johnny and Becky now in. Cause his mom and dad about to go off. No. That's gonna move Johnny and Becky further and further down the bench. That's what that's gonna do. Right? So as a as a parent, you have to you have to find a better way to engage not only with coaches but also sit there and engage with the staff right sit there and engage with uh your student athlete right understanding before you even think about having a meeting with the coaches even talking bad about the coaches sit down and say 
Hey, hey, Johnny or Becky, have you talked to Coach? What did Coach tell you need to work on? Right? Did Coach say, hey, you got to do a better job of communicating. You got to be more timely. You got to be more engaged. Like, did Coach give you any of that? Or just the coach just say, "Hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna play you," and then do your reason why. Like we have to start teaching our our student athletes to be better. Right? We gotta we gotta teach to be better. Okay. Um, quick thing, I, I saw this on social media, right? And I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. It was a great, great thing, right? So, uh, Deion Sanders made this post. He said, we got to get back to teaching and preaching about work. Nobody wants to work for what they want. Parents, coaches, and family members, stop giving and allowing these young men and women to advance or play without practicing or working hard. Shortcuts equals short careers and no sustainability. Right? Let's take that in. We we don't want to work anymore. Right? As as parents, and even as, even as players nowadays, they don't want to have to work. They don't want to have to go to war. They don't want to have to battle. Right? They want everything to be given to them. Like, you're supposed to give me this. I'm not supposed to give you nothing. You, you got to learn how to work. You got to learn how to earn. You got to learn how to grind. Like, that's, that's where success comes from. Success doesn't come from you just being handed things because of, of who you are and who your parent is and who your grandparent is. Sorry. You get coached like me, I don't care. I don't care if your dad played the NBA. No, I mean, you going to play in the NBA. I, I coached at a school, I'm not going to say the name, but those that know me know a particular school. Okay. So I'm assistant coach at the school. And this was the worst stop I had in my coaching career. So I never went here. But we're uh we're playing and we had a, a couple transfers come in, which booted a lot of the a lot of the feeder system kids to the back burner. Right. And this this is this is how kids are today. It's crazy. So one of the kids who uh, we, we decided to, we cut one, um, which was a big ordeal in the community and the school and the admin administration. Right, we cut one, but he wasn't the one that was the issue. It was one that we that we we benched, right? Playing bad, playing terrible. We had a younger guy come in who transferred to our school, which is better, 
Like, this was arguably better. Younger, more explosive, did it, it's coachable, did the thing we need to do. Right? So, kid, the kid we bitch comes up to me and say, hey, Coach Perry, why y'all not playing me? Say, because you ain't, you ain't doing nothing. You're not, you're not doing what we need to do to win. We losing. So, when you lose, you got to make changes, right? He tells me, you can't bench me. You know who my daddy is? No, I don't. He proceeded to say, hey, my daddy a millionaire. So I went and told him, shit, I don't care. He ain't giving me none, right? But he's he was used his entire career using that power and that influence to be able to get the things that he wanted, right? So then it comes to our coaching staff, and we were we were based off of work. You got to work. You got to work. You got to work. And he just said he didn't know how to do that because he never had to do it. Right? He never in his entire career had to work for anything. Everything was just handed to him. So when he had to go fight for something, he didn't know how to fight. Right? Now, I don't mean physical fight, but when you know he had to go fight for his position, fight against that hungry person in front of him. Couldn't do it. He didn't know how to do it. Right? So now we, we are setting our, our kids up for failure. All because we're not a fight. Like we, as parents, you know, we, as a parent, you always say, I don't want my child to go through the things that I went through growing up. Understand that. But if you actually take it back and look up and look at it, the things that you went through made you who you are. Right? That made you who you are. You as a parent would not have, have been who you are today, as successful as you are today, if you didn't go through those trials and tribulations. Sometimes we got to teach our kids to fight. Like we have to. And we, we got to teach our kids, this is how you fight. This is what you got to do to be successful. Right? We have to do that. If we don't, we're going to raise a bunch of failures, a bunch of quitters, and, and that's not what you want as a parent, right? So, like I said, when we when we dealing with coaches, and I know, you know, the frustration part is, you know, my kid, my kid, my kid. You as a parent are responsible for worrying about your kid. Us as coaches are responsible to worry about all the kids. That's, listen to that. You as a parent, your main focus is your kid. Us that are, as coaches, our main focus is all our kids. So yes, you want the best interest for your child. We want the best interest for every child in a program. And sometimes, you know, that, that line is drawn and, and, and parents don't really understand 
what it is that we're trying to do, right? So, you know, as, as parents, we, we got to be better. We got to do better. Um, when dealing with coaches, we got to be, we got to be more, uh, we got to be more just, just respectful. We got to, we got to be more understanding and understanding that, listen, your child ain't always right. You're not. Your, your, your child plays on your emotional heartstring because they know you're going to do whatever you got to do as a parent to make sure that they're happy. Make sure that nobody's taking advantage of them. Nobody's treating them wrong. Right? That's that's your goal as a parent. So they can play on, they can play on their little heartstrings a little bit. You know? Because you know what? They know you're going to go to fight for them. As you should, right? That's that's just what what your role and your responsibility is as a parent. Fight. But you know, us as coaches, our our goal is to, to make sure what's better for not only your kid, but for us as a program. Right? Um and and just, you know, actions. Um Parents understand when you understand, like, it's, you understands you're you're there to support your child, you're there to support the program, you're there to support the team. It's not the time for you to to sit there and demean and demoralize other players on the team. Like, again. You're you're not only just talking down to a child. You're being disrespectful to the parents. You're being disrespectful to the team. Like you're just overall you're you're not you're not you're not being a good person at this time, right? And you really see this a lot in AAU. I mean, it trickled into high school. But the same thing goes in AAU. Like, you hear parents on the sideline. This coach don't know what the F he doing. How my kid ain't playing. Newsflash. When I told you, as a coach, you're trying to elevate just as much as your players are. Individuals that, that play high-level AU. Right, I'm only speaking on high-level AU right now. Some, some, some top-notch grassroots programs. Majority of those coaches play elementary school basketball, middle school basketball, high school basketball, collegially. Some have played pro basketball. I'm not saying everybody that plays the game can coach the game, but they probably have a high level understanding of the game of basketball. That's just me. I'm pretty sure they probably have a high level game of basketball, right? 
probably do. So don't just utterly assume, and that can't be an argument every time they don't know what they're doing. How how don't they know what they're doing? They gotta have some idea or some inkling, some knowledge, right? So you as a parent, don't just utterly assume. Your child is not going to win every game. Your child's not going to play in every game. Let's teach them how to be good teammates. We, we want to teach our kids to be star athletes, great scorers, great defenders. Teach them how to be good teammates. Right? I tell, I tell our, our kids all the time, look at the top-notch programs, right? The Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Villanovas, the Baylors. When their, when their kids get stubbed out, do they pout? They suck their teeth? Do they have their head down? They talk back to their coaches. No. No. That's why they're successful. I know it's I know it's probably times where parents call these coaches. But you can't you can't question say right. You won a national championship. You can't question Coach K. You won a national championship. Let's go to the ladies' side, women's side. Dawn Stanley. She won a national championship. So if your child isn't playing in those programs. It has to be a reason why. It has to. It has to be a reason why your child isn't stepping on that floor. It's not 100% well, the coach don't like my kid. And that's just hypothetically say that's, that's the case. Right? Hypothetically. Did your, did your child do something for the coach to have his attitude? Like I said at the beginning, it would be dumb of me as a coach to have a good player on the bench and not play him. It'd be stupid of me. That's, that's, the, that's the quickest way for me to lose my job. Right? That's the quickest way for me to be unemployed is if I'm not playing the right players. The players that give me the best chance to win. That's middle school. That's high school. That's collegially. Professionally. So when you get to the high school, the collegiate level, and you know, Professional level, 
Your job security is based off of wins and losses. Even the AAU now, right? It's based off of wins and losses. It's not based off of likability. It's based off how can I produce that left side of the column got to have more numbers than that right side of the column. So understand that as a coach. Understand that as, as a parent. What is my child not doing to crack that lineup or get that playing time? What is he not doing? Because what happened next is, and this is something that's key, right? This is real key. If if your child isn't producing, first thing he or she wants to do, and parents want to do, after sitting there and, you know, belittling the coaches and talking down on the program, and just overall not not being a good person. So after after all this takes place, we're, we're quick to do what? As parents, and that and as players, we want to transfer. My child isn't getting the minutes I think they should get. We want to transfer. Right? Coach Coach Tubby Smith, who's one of the most well, well respected coaches in basketball history, made a comment over over this past year. Right. So anybody knows that the transport portal was extremely big. Right? And with it with it being big. It allowed children the opportunity to transfer and and not get in trouble, right? So you had a you had a, you were able to transfer and still remain remain eligible, right? And what what Tubby Smith said what was so profound. He said. We had over 800 Division I player transfer last year. Over 800. Come on. Teaching them how to quit, that's what you're doing. Things not going well, let's quit. And he, he, used, a, he used a story, right? And I got it on the screen. If you're, if you're watching the podcast, it's right here on the screen. He said, I remember calling my dad when I was a freshman. High Point College. Dad, people not treating me like this and that. I'm unhappy here. There wasn't but two blacks in the whole school. My dad, he said, son, somebody do something to you? Responded, no. You still getting your scholarship, aren't you? They're still feeding you? They're still housing you? You're still getting your education? So he said, yes. Said, sir. He said, you can't come home. Your bed's taken. But you can join the army. 
and said that was the best thing his dad ever told him. Let's, let's process that. Right? We, we are now in a position where we're teaching our kids to be extremely soft. And when things don't go their way, we teach them to run, we teach them to leave, we teach them to quit. Not to work hard, not to fight, not to battle like we did as parents, right? We were growing up. Couldn't just quit. Couldn't. We had to learn how to battle to be successful. That by quitting the game of basketball, I will quit on anything in life. If I quit on this game, because I'm facing a little bit of adversity, things aren't going my way. I'm going to quit. I'm going to leave. Right? Why? Why is that? Why is that something big? Why is the parent, we, we want to take the easy way out? Because what's going to happen if he transfers and, and the same thing happens again? The same thing happens again. You, you can't look at, them, at those coaches now. You got to look at what, my, what is my student athlete not doing? My, my kid has been through three coaches. Been to three programs. And I keep getting the same result. What is he not doing? What is she not doing? Now we're setting a cycle. If, if you quit in sports, you're going to quit on life. When I get older and things get hard at work, and I don't, I don't, I don't like how my boss is, is talking to me. It's not, it's not demeaning. It's not unprofessional, but it's conflict. I don't like conflict. I'm quit. I'm quit. Coaches know if a if a kid transfers multiple AAU programs, we'll start middle school. Multiple middle schools, multiple high schools. He's probably going to transfer when he get to college. Just he has a history of running. He has a history of it. Never forget when I when I I was getting recruited, right? I went to I went to two different high schools, right? I went to Forest Furnace, and then I went to Roman Catholic, right? And during the process of getting recruited and dealing with the NCAA clearinghouse, the question arises: Hey, why you been to so many schools? I'm like, I've been to two. Why? I had to literally write a letter. Why did I leave school A to go to school B? What was my reasoning? Right? 
parents had to say, write a letter. Why did you take him out of school A and put him in school B? So now we, we got multiple kids and multiple parents moving kids around three, four schools because they're not getting the success that they think they should get. No, it's your student athlete putting in the work to be successful. Are they? Right? It, it just can't be. It's the coach's fault. It's the coach's fault. It's the coach's fault. Well, the coach doesn't like my kid. The coach doesn't let my kid play his game. What's the kid's game? Sometimes you as parents can't even identify your kid's strengths. You'll say, yeah, my kid is shooter. He's shooting 20% from the three. How does that classify him as a shooter? And the kid in front of him shooting 42% from the three. My kid has scored. He get in the game and don't look to score. He get in the game and look tense, look nervous. No, that's his coaches. That's not us as coaches. You have to understand your kid is who they are. Us as coaches, our job is to hide their deficiencies. Don't show their weaknesses. So if your kid isn't mentally ready to be on the, on the court, why would we put him on the court? Why? Why, why, would we, why would we embarrass this kid if he's not mentally ready? You know, we, I've dealt with kids in the past, man, who don't even, don't even remember plays. Like, that's the type of stuff that gets you on a bench. But that's not something parents want to hear. Why my kid not playing? Why is Johnny every time he get in the game? Or Becky, every time she get in the game, we try to run a set. They lost. They don't know what they're doing. That's probably why they're not playing. You ever think of that? So have a conversation with your kid first. Don't just ultimately assume. As coaches, we do not want to play your kid. That's a false statement. It's up to us, and then we, we could, we will play every kid. We want to picture kid if we if we 
didn't trust the plan. Wouldn't even put him on the team. But they but they have to be ready, have to be engaged to play this game. Right? So just you know, just as parents, man, we, we gotta do better. Um we we gotta do a better job at handling our ourselves. Not only at only on the sidelines or in the stands, but we, we gotta do a better job at even the social media. And just, and just trusting the process. Trusting it. Trusting that these coaches have your child's best interest at heart. You, you gotta trust that process. Not without trusting that process, there, there's nothing. Right? Without without trusting that process, there's there's nothing that we, we can do or say for us to be successful. We we just we gotta do it better. We gotta do a better job. Once again, man, this this is this is it, man. This is the Hoop Nerd Podcast, man. We are we are excited that that you guys are um tapped in and wanted to be a part of the brand and, and wanted to be a part and involved with us. It's it's greatly appreciated, man. We we genuinely enjoy having having you guys around, man. And I'm excited. When I first first started this journey, I didn't I don't know where I was going, man. Didn't know with, with vision I was gonna take it. It's the way I was gonna take it. But we we've been vibing. We've been we've been moving, we've been grooving. And overall it's just been a good place. A good place of peace. You know? Um Yeah, man, but before we dip and before we leave, we we gotta make sure we pay the bills, right? Gotta make sure we pay the bills. Um, you know, this episode, as always, man, if you if you guys are interested in in some some yeah. dope merch, you know the, the University the Known Nerd podcast is hosted yeah. on Two years of independence, past life don't even exist, not even Right, so you go to Nigger Athlete Brand, you know, type in that. NegroAthletebrand.com. You can check out the podcast there. Um, you can see the see some cool and dope merch. And that's that's one big thing that we're excited about, man. It's just having an opportunity to have, have a brand showcase on a on a dope platform, right? So. That's a that's a big thing for us. It's just being able to brand new yeah. guys. Yeah. Hope you guys generally University known. Appreciate what we got. Yeah. As you can see, man, we got it rolling right there in the brand.com. Two years of independence. Past life don't even exist. Not even Negrafly merch. Yeah. Um, anything you just anything you need, man. University known. Athlete wise. You want to get tapped in with the podcast. Is there as well, man. So, negroathletebrand.com. 
Make sure you tap in. Make sure when you listen to the podcast, you can listen to it on the NegroAthletebrand.com. You click the podcast section, and then you'll get you'll get the audio version of the podcast right there, man. If you're interested in the video, the video will be dropped on YouTube at the Negro Athlete Brand YouTube page. That's where you can see the visuals, um, audio, and things of that nature, man. But yeah, man, we're we're excited to be a part of this. Um, we're excited that this this journey that we got going on. We're excited uh, where where it's taking us and where it's going, and just to to continue to support the movement. So let's get it, Hoop Nerd Podcast Episode Two, Hoop Nerd. Thank mm-hmm. you.